0: hi everyone welcome to a special edition of jews on film i'm daniel as always i'm harry we are delighted to be joined by director lisa herwitz who has a new film out at the seattle jewish film festival called the automat lisa thank you so much for being here
1: thanks gentlemen it's nice to be with you
0: how did the premiere go in seattle
1: Well, it was like a homecoming screening because I, you know, I lived here in Seattle and I worked for the film festival and the Jewish Community Center for years. It it was a great screening. I mean, I have to say, though, like they all are. We keep getting all of these customers of the Automat in our audiences. Mm -hmm. And no matter where I am, the film is, you know, getting such a positive reception, even in Mississippi, doesn't matter where I am. Like we've just got these really engaged audiences with a personal connection.
0: Fantastic. And before we get too far into the questions, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the film is for those who are not familiar?
1: So The Automat is a documentary feature length film that premiered at the 21 Telluride Film Festival. It features Mel Brooks, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Colin Powell, Carl Reiner, Elliot Gould, and an original song by Mel Brooks. The film tells the story of the biggest restaurant chain in America before McDonald's. And the film starts in the 1880s and it ends in 1991. And it's the story of the little known parts of this company, because while millions of people went to eat there, very few people actually know all the inner workings of the company and that, that actually, in fact, there's a pretty interesting story. So uh, the film is that story. And we've been playing film festivals across the country since September, starting in February. We've been playing the films theatrically at uh, theaters across the country. And every Friday we open it more and more cinemas.
0: That's awesome. Now, if you were around when the Horn and Hard art automats were around, what would be your meal?
1: I would definitely go pretty classic. I would have I could only have a little bit of coffee because I'm more I, I'm i decaf. Sure. And they had regular. I'm with you so there. I'd have a little bit of coffee, I'd have it black mm-hmm. because they were known for having the best coffee. And I believe that really good coffee doesn't require any cream or sugar.
0: Amen and to that.
1: I would then have a lactate pill followed by macaroni and cheese and cream spinach, baked Love beans. It. And I'm not sure if I would then have room for any dessert. Uh, I might have to come back to, to sample the pies.
0: Fair, fair. I mean, this is a Jewish podcast. And so, you know, lactate uh, pills are definitely uh, required or for the course. Know? Yeah, exactly. So obviously you brought this film, among other places, to a Jewish film festival. So I wanted to ask you, is this a Jewish film? And what about it do you think makes it Jewish? And, you know, obviously otherwise.
1: Well, I wouldn't label it as Jewish. But I would say that a lot of Jewish film festivals are selecting this film for their uh, lineups. A lot of synagogues are booking one-off screenings. And we have a lot of Jewish attendees at our screenings, regardless of whether they're secular or not. And the reason for that is the Automat was a New York institution during a time. I mean, New York will always be a very Jewish place with a, you know, a larger a Jewish population than most other places. But Horn and Hardart was a place where people who were coming to America would go to. And it just became part of, you know, the fabric of New York life. And as a result, millions of Jews ate there. And then they brought their children and their grandchildren, and it became a multi-generational thing. It was a place that Jews loved to go to. And also in a time where I think people were a little more flexible about what is kosher? You know, I've heard from a lot of people who were kosher that they would still go to the automat and that they were a little more flexible. And uh, I'd be curious to know more about that. But, and then of course the film has this, you know, cast of Jewish celebrities, you know, we've got Howard Schultz, we've got Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner, Elliot Gould. So You know, between the the immigration piece and then the the actual people in the film, you know, the the Jewish world has decided the film is Jewish enough for them.
0: I had a chance to watch a film last night. Really loved it. I love how it was kind of like a melting pot, how like anyone was kind of welcome and sort of seeing the stock footage that you had in there of just like, you know, poor people, well-to-do people white people, Asian people, black people, just kind of like everyone kind of dining together kind of gave me the warm and fuzzies. And I really enjoyed that. I wanted to kind of like talk about like any sort of modern day analogs there were are to the automats. I've read a few things, but I'm curious to to know if any are there, if there are any like specific uh, chains or restaurant concepts that have stuck out to you that are sort of like the 2022 version of like the automat.
1: Well, I definitely wouldn't limit automats to restaurants even today at the Seattle Jewish Film Festival I was talking about how the the gym at the Jewish Community Center to me when I worked there was like an automat it was just this place where I would go and I had community there and it was a very positive place for me so I think that at the end of the day that's really what the automat's about if you kind of just have to you know pin it down to one thing but I think that cafes obviously like in the film we have Howard Schultz as a a character and he talks about the way that the automat was an inspiration to him to create Starbucks but I really think that if we have to talk about like a a descendant of the automat that is like a dining format it would be the cafe a place where people can go and you know sit all day and they just have to buy one thing and it's like a, a warm welcoming environment where you're not really kicked out ideally.
0: <laughs> Mooching that Wi-Fi all day for a $4 cup of coffee. I know exactly. it well. <laughs> yeah,
1: Which is a bargain.
0: Oh, absolutely. For, for yeah. a day's worth of Wi-Fi, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask, now that you're kind of doing the festival circuit and things like that, what kind of other things are you working on or are you working on anything right now?
1: So I have written a screenplay that I'm going to be directing. It's a romantic comedy. However, I'm also self distributing the Automat, including self theatrically releasing the film. And not to, I mean, I don't really think of it as bragging. It's just reality. But if you, you know, go to boxofficemojo.com, or you can read about us on Deadline. I mean, the, the Automat is kind of this epic indie self-release right now there's not another film since covid that has done i mean it's to, we're totally DIY here and we are in so many theaters across the country playing theatrically so i'm really i'm really focused right now on getting the automat out there i'm traveling i'm i'm in person more often than not and uh, the the automat is i'm pretty preoccupied right now and you know, I, I thought that I ha- would have moved on by this point to my next project, but I'm I couldn't be happier with how things are going for the automat. So I'm going to I'm going to stick with this as long as I have to.
0: Totally. You may be done with the doc, but the doc is not done with you. You know, I've done two documentary features myself and also self-distributed. And it's like a lot of work making the film is maybe half of it. But there's like still that other half, like you said, distribution and touring and promotion and, you know, doing interviews with knuckleheads like us. So, yeah, I get it for sure. I was going to add, it also feels very true to the spirit of the automat, you know, pulling people out to theaters, traveling with this, bringing the community with you. It's uh, it's cool. Do you want to tell us like a little bit what sort of inspired the, you your making of the film?
1: In my college cafeteria, I spent many uh quality meals, meeting my classmates, feeling very welcome, feeling very nourished. And it was a very positive place for me. And that got me curious about where that dining format came from. I wasn't familiar with cafeterias. And also, I went to, you know, Jewish day school, the The dining there was pretty, you know, clicky. Like everyone just sat in their different groups. There wasn't a, you know, one eating place. Everyone just kind of spread out across the campus. And it was just totally kind of mind-blowing to me, like the way that we were all eating together in our school cafeteria in college. And so in my school library, reading up about cafeterias, I came across the Automat. And, you know, upon further inquiring or whatever, I I realized, wow, like this was a really special place. And I was interested in film. I had been working during college at a, a movie theater in town. I was a 35 millimeter projectionist. So I didn't know how to make a film, but I figured, you know, what the heck, like I'm I'm going to give it a shot. So that's where it all started.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. For those listening who want to check it out, where's the best place that they can check out the Automat right now?
1: Now the film starting tomorrow is going to be available to stream through the Seattle Jewish Film Festival. And then starting on Friday, uh, you can see the film in person at AMC Seattle 10 in the U District. So uh, we're opening the film theatrically uh, on April 1st here in Seattle, as well as many other cities across the country. There's a list of our upcoming screenings at automatmovie.com. Some of these festivals are offering, you know, a virtual option, geo to their region. Um, more often than not though, because we're, we're, we're playing more theatrically than we are in festivals. You have to go uh, to your local cinema in person. But starting on June 3rd, the film is gonna become available in places like the iTunes store, Amazon Prime Video store. Fantastic. Yeah.
0: Looking forward to it. Any any final thoughts, Harry? No, that sounds great. June 3rd, I'll mention, is my birthday, actually. So I'm All looking right. forward to getting a nice treat. Lisa Hurwitz, director of The Automat. Thank you so much for being here with us on Jews on Film. And uh, really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us.
1: Thanks, guys. Take care.
0: Jews on Film is hosted and produced by Daniel Zana and Harry Ottensaucer. Daniel Zana edited this episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Jews on Film and subscribe to our podcast to get new episodes. Thanks for listening.